Welcome back to Wax Wednesdays. Why join the Navy when you can be a pirate? Okay, guys, welcome back to Wax Wednesdays. Why join the Navy when you can be a pirate? We're sampling ourselves for this one. We are sampling ourselves. The pirates are sampling pirates. Yeah, <laughs> Who owns the rights? We're sample pirates now. Yeah, this is going to be quite an interesting one. So we're talking about some OGs here. Yeah, People this is a uh, full disclaimer. We've actually, we've been caught out. No, we haven't. But we now have to play all of our songs and then resample them to play them back to you. <laughs> Now, what we're hoping to do is play you songs that you recognize without knowing. So, basically, we're going to play you songs that became so infamous because someone sampled that song. Ooh. So, you're saying you should listen to this blindfolded? No, deaf. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we're not meant to be heard. We're meant to be seen. <laughs> exactly. How else are you going to recognize these unrecognizable songs? Exactly. Um, but, so, let's before we talk about some of the records we chose, let's go back to the origins of... Uh, how sampling even began? How someone took one sound and made it popular? Let's go back there. Um, I guess the idea of, of this episode is to delve into an original song and then how it was used unoriginally. Yeah, <laughs> you insert your song into someone else's <laughs> song and take credit for it, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Sort of using one moment in time and embedding yourself in that um, and sort of where that started. Well, where it became popular, I guess where it started um, was very early on in sort of music collaging. Um, when sort of recorded sounds were played, played live, and then mixed into, mixed into, uh, whole recorded songs in their entirety. I think the Beatles did the Beatles did a little bit of it. Yeah, but let's go back even more. Like, like I know, like even in like the nineteen seventies, jazz musicians used to like borrow riffs from each other, and there was be a riff they hear and then they riff they play. Yeah, exactly. And that was like the live version of sampling. Yeah, well, I guess when they were modern jazz artists wrote arpeggios like Charlie Parker, he was known for a lot of modern day jazz riffs that we hear in jazz. Um, and it was very technical and also quite hard to mimic. So it was, it, it was like a sample or a, or a poor one. Yeah. And whilst we're talking about jazz, you know, we'll just give a shout out to the rookies who actually do a, they sample a Roy Hargrove Strasborough like every week. There's that one little riff that gets you and me every fucking oh, time. I love that lick. And that's exactly it. That's the, that's the sample of a sample of a sample. Uh, I've been listening to that song all week now, and I feel like I'm at the rookies. Exactly. Every, every day, I'm nearly cheating. I'm nearly preempting my Wednesday with with that song. That's how it started. They hear something, they play it, and this is like the recorded version of that, where someone recorded a version of a song, and then someone took that recorded version and recorded something over it. Yeah, exactly. Much like covers. I mean, there was um on uh in the Mississippi Delta, there was a lot of blues artists. Obviously, none of them, you know, it's quite a poor realm of America. A lot of them couldn't really afford a radio, so they would, but they'd have a guitar handed down for a generation. Hear a song, remember the lick, learn the sample, and play it to themselves. Just, just that little bit. Exactly, but and then also put their own little twist in it. It's like, imagine growing up with a song you loved and be like, "All right, I love this song, but I want to insert myself into it with my own little style and flair." Yeah, exactly. I love that one moment of this song, and I want to live in that one moment forever. How can I do that? Yeah. So, the origins of it. You had some story from the 1930s. You're saying. The first sort of electro, well, not electronic, but manufactured sample of a sound that was played. Um, I think there was a, a European composer, I can't exactly remember his name, but he captured natural sounds um, on, a, on, you know, polygraphic sounds and then played them out loud whilst an orchestra played and composed. So that was how he, I guess, took a sample and then reproduced it and used it in his own way to create another song. It's then transformed through the through the decades. Um, sort of more electronic samplers were built, 
Well, actually, yeah, before we go into how they did it electronically and like Ableton these days, yeah, it was really like what they used to do in the 1980s was like hip hop turntablists yeah. doing live. Yeah, exactly. Well. And that's, and that's, that's where I was, that's where I was going. So you had to have, you know, obviously these artists couldn't just wheel out the original and hey, can you just play these four bars for us and then stop? And then when we need it again, I'll tell you. Yeah, like <laughs> so we had to get you had to get to the origins of how was that how was that captured and that sort of yeah like you're saying late seventies um, turntablism was was pioneered by yeah just before there was like loop delays on mixes and sound yeah, exactly. recorders and tape delays the way you'd make a loop is you buy a record like usually it was like some obscure record from like anywhere between I don't know the 1960s and 50s were a very popular time to sample arguably the most sampled records came from that era and then what they would do is the turntablers or the dj would just find that loop play it and then rewind it manually and go from one turntable to the other making like kind of like a break beat almost yeah yeah exactly so that was called that was called the break and a lot of artists look for that you know that drum breakdown yeah and then you get an mc just riffing on top of it and that famous role but even before then they just wanted that break to continually dance and next thing you know that original song isn't as famous as the (laughs) mix of it yeah exactly yeah sudden yeah exactly Um, or you don't recognize Artists wouldn't recognize the song itself, but they would recognize the four-bar break, just the drum roll. Exactly. And so we'll go through some of these. Like um, I've chosen some ones that are like probably more modern day renditions you'll probably know as opposed to the ones that I'm, I'll be playing. But I almost feel like I don't want to tell you what it is. It's one of those you have to listen to find out. And if you don't get it, kind of like, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I've exa- yeah, I think that's... That's a good one. So if you don't know, or if even even more interesting, pick where it where it gets replayed again. But yeah, it was definitely a big thing. It started in the hip hop scene where they used to take these sixties and 70s, 50s, 60s, 70s and soul records, and just put a beat to it, and then rap on top of them. Essentially, that was hip hop. That's how hip hop was originally created. Yeah, exactly. And I'm gonna play some records um, from that era of of sampling that were probably some of the biggest and most influential in building those break beats. Um, There'll be some of the most sort of sampled four four bar songs of all time. Yeah, but that's how hip hop was created. How electronic music and house music and techno and how that and even disco to a degree, how that arose was like they'd have these jazz bands that played these songs and they'd find like a beat from that from a band, like from, just from a drummer, and just like a loop that four by four beat, add in their own bass lines and add in some synths, and next thing you know, you have a full blast disco record, and then. From there, after those disco, how they made like house music was like they would take those harder drum beats and just add bigger bass lines, essentially, and bigger pads and pianos, and then you have that was house music. Yeah, exactly. Like by the time we were making, you know, EDM and drum and bass, a lot of those four bar loops had been created and existed on vinyl. All they had to do was isolate them and then manipulate them in their own way. And just find and <laughs> try to find the best recorded version of it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which exactly. is hard, but we'll get into that. We're, we're talking about the OGs samples. We'll go into the next episode about what those samples became, and like we'll pull records that have taken samples from obscure places that you may re- realize. But these OG ones, they weren't intended to be taken. No, and I sort of don't have any issue talking about um, about these songs and how they're used. I'm, uh, for the record, the most sampled song of all time in this essence is Amen Brother by the Winstons and that was famously dubbed the Amen Break just for that one four bar loop. (laughs) 
Did you think when they made that, that's what they were intending to be? No, like, not at all. I mean, like, they were still coming off the back of the drum revolution that was, you know, Ringo Starr, like modern rock and roll drumming. And all, all that loop is, it's just like, what? It was just like some rolls on a snare, hi-hat, and some kick. And and it now fronts one of some of the biggest hip-hop songs of all time. Yeah, like, let's make a song to be the most sample song of all time. Yeah, sure. Yeah, that was move? definitely not what they were thinking. <laughs> you know, you listen to the song, it's gospel. Yeah, it just ca- catches on. And once you hear it, it's like, that's... So fucking clean and good. Oh, exactly. And then another um another one that is is massive and again pretty much every hip hop artist sampled it. Even I think Aretha has sung over it, uh, Beyonce sung over it, Ice Cube, so many artists. But it's actually I know that I know the tune and most people might know the tune from a Western um as the song's called Apache. Do you wanna sing it out for us? Uh I might be able to do the tune. Um and then that's that's the pace of the song but slowed down it's sort of played on a trumpet um in a lot of spaghetti westerns that was sort of a well the song's called apache so it was normally played with the entrance of of indians against the cowboys but um it was re-recorded by this sort of somewhat super group that was put together by there's a documentary on it that I recommend watching on Netflix actually called The Art of the Sample um, that breaks down just this one song. It was by the incredible Bongo Band. And this man collected this this array of phenomenal session musicians at the time, recorded the record, put it out, definitely with no intention of it becoming a sample. And it's it revolutionized the hip-hop and breakbeat world. Yeah, but it's exactly like... like nice little riff, by the way, Louis. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but that's a, that's what it was. It was just a riff. It was just like, this is a sick riff. I'm going to take that. Yeah, exactly. But uh, the part that gets used is the is the Congo section, and there's um, it famously got sampled sort of first and made its way onto the hip hop scene first by DJ Cool Herc, and he would play it at clubs and at the first hip hop clubs, but rip off the insert inside label of the record, so no one knew what it was, and that's how you hid the sample of the song. Yeah, you can't be too careful about these rights these days. Someone's <laughs> going to come looking for that those song royalties nowadays. But the songs that we chose, I think people choose the songs, especially the ones we chose now, is like each of the songs has a unique sound to it um, that people take. And it's like once you hear that unique sound, you can hear it in every song that's been taken because that's how unique it is. So like, for instance, Snoop Dogg took one of these records and made it his own. And it's that synonymous with Snoop Dogg that I don't think you'd even know what the original is. Like that, Exactly. And it's a pity because I actually like the original arguably more. Well, I mean, yeah, you're, you're too right. I mean, quite often you wouldn't recognize what the original is, but then when you finally put it together, you can never unhear it. Yeah, and we're talking about The Edge by David McCullum, by the way. I'll, I'll give you that one. And the other ones will play, well, I guess... Well, I mean, you can't do sampling without doing the absolute king of funk himself, Mr. James Brown, one the most sampled artist of all time. For sure. Can you go past uh, Rick James and Super Freak? <laughs> like you can see why you'd want to sample that song. And then um, another one I have is Rory's Voice. And uh, you'll recognize that instantly because another man who took that song was a guy called Shaggy. But it became such a difference because he actually sang it in a different way. And it was like, you'll just hear it and know it instantly, I guess. And on the flip side, I want to play you also a disco record. That was made because a lot of disco music with live bands were playing. They would take the live band instrumentals and then just make a disco record or a hip hop record from the disco. And that was often the case as well. 
But uh, Louis, what do you got for us? Yeah, so like I mentioned, I've got um, I've got the incredible Bongo Band and their song Apache, um, which is sampled famously, or probably most fam- famously, by uh, definitely Sugar Sugar Hill Gang in the song Apache, um, but also remixed in its entirety by Grandmaster Flash. Uh, I've got Baby Huey uh, from the Baby Huey story. Interesting man. He was uh, shamefully taken too young. Not part of the 27 Club. He missed it by a year. Hit 26 instead. And his song Hard Times, and that was on Ice Cube's breakout album when he left uh, NWA. Um, another very popular sample, uh, Give It Up or Turn It A Loose, Live by James Brown. And then finally and famously, uh Got to be real by Cheryl Lynn. Oh fuck yeah! That's one of my all-time records. Oh really? Yeah, I've got that one too. Oh but my man! We're not, we're not comparing our collections just yet. <laughs> we'll save that for a, a funk off or a disco off soon enough. Um, so yeah, a lot of interesting sounds. Keep your ears open and your eyes closed, and yeah, we'll uh, next week we'll show you where those samples um, kind of became, like what songs took them and kind of added their own twist to them. And some of the absolute players behind the scenes and the sampling lords and gods of the world as well. Otherwise, uh, Louis, you got anything to s- you got you got something to say, Louis? <laughs> no, <laughs> so I that I did there. Yeah, I did, <laughs> I did notice that. No, I did not. What's ah? Oh, maybe we'll uh, we'll do some trivia later and do the main sample from that famous track by N.W.A. Fuck the police. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> right, guys, we'll see you next week. See you next week. Bye.
I'm sick and tired of having so many hearts. 